Hey everybody, this is JoLynn Bright with Studio 2501, Conversations About Mental Health and Wellness. Thanks for joining us again. We're going to dive back into the mental health and wellness practices as discovered by Jesus being our ultimate example. And remember, I want to talk to you about this being a practice versus being tips. But you can take it any way you want to, but I want to tell you what practice means. Practice comes from dictionary.com. I'm borrowing this one to perform an activity or exercise a skill repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency. As you can remember, we started out talking about the first five, praying alone or and praying for others, faith journey that involved our worship, also then love and kindness, time with family and friends, and getting away from the crowd to be alone. So today, we want to dive into 6 through 10. Number 6 being walking, moving through to noticing nature, eating healthy, rest and sleep, and living his life with purpose. Now remember, I was taking a walk in the park, and all of a sudden I said, why don't we think about talking about how Jesus did health and wellness? And so that's how we came up with this. So we're just going to go ahead and dive in to number six. Number six is walking. Luke 13, 22 says, Jesus went through the towns and villages teaching as he went, always pressing on toward Jerusalem. And please remember, there probably weren't cars back then. So I am assuming that Jesus was doing a lot of walking. So Mayo Clinic tells us what some benefits are of walking. So you can maintain your healthy weight and you can lose body fat. You can prevent or manage various conditions such as heart disease or having a stroke or your blood pressure going to the roof and even can prevent cancer and even type 2 diabetes. It improves our heart function. It strengthens bones and muscles. It also will increase your energy level. I don't know why, but I really love walking (laughs) and mainly for this one to improve my mood, my memory and my sleep. Also, it will help you with balance and coordination and it really strengthens our immune system and helps us above all that this is what we think about a lot is reducing stress. So I want you to think about some just key things to keep in mind about walking when you hear that. So a lot of people, when I say exercise, they just freak out. I even freak out. I want you to think more about movement. So then people don't say, well, I didn't exercise today. And then they feel guilty and they beat themselves up. Well, did you vacuum? Did you walk at work? And how how many steps did you take at work? But how do you like to move? Think about that and incorporate that as one of the things you want to practice. Think about movement. Another thing is just, especially as we grow older, think about stretching. Can you still bend over and touch your toes? Can you stand on one foot and pull up the other leg and stretch your your thigh muscle? Stretching, leaning to the left or leaning to, oh man, that could be a song. To the left, to the left. Okay, we won't do that. And then the other thing is, 
keeping track as you're walking of all the blue cars you see. Now, I know some of you are saying, there's a lot of black cars. <laughs> so you pick what color. So as you're walking, keeping track of something that's interesting to you, just name that. So those are some practical tips. The next thing is noticing things in nature. So Matthew 6, 26 through 27, as soon as I thought about this, because on my walk in the park, I'm always trying to notice what I see, what's changed, the trees, um, is the grass wet or is it brown or is it green? But in Matthew 6, 26 through 27, Jesus says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Just think about that. Looking at the birds can help me with my worry. So what are some benefits of noticing nature? And you say, Joan, what's nature? Think about trees outside. Think about looking up in the sky and seeing clouds or stars, or the moon. Also, my favorite thing is when I go to the ocean, looking at the water and how vast it is, and also animals, all types, even going to the zoo, especially if you can't go on a safari and see other kind of animals in nature. There's something about being connected to nature that makes us feel... Um, like an emotional attachment, and also to care about our surroundings. But it, they can also help us with to improve our mental health, sharpening our mind, like remembering what we saw. And then also, this for, for you allergy sufferers, if you don't already have allergies, they can actually protect you from developing allergies by being outside. So my allergy sufferers don't just say, Joanne told you to go outside and be around every tree that you're allergic to and you'll be better. So if you don't have allergies, don't be afraid to just get out there and protect yourself from possibly developing allergies. Here's some practical things to do that. So how can I practice this? First, I want you to slow down. Because sometimes I think we don't think we have enough time to get outside. Um, eliminate the hurry in your life so you can say, I'm going to take a walk and I'm going to notice things in nature. Or like my husband and I, we sometimes just take a drive at night. And especially if the moon is just like full and bright and it feels like it's low, we'll just go and say, let's go chase the moon. So slow down, eliminate hurry in your life. Another one is let's get intentional about noticing. So on your drive to work, if you go to the park, if you are driving on your way to school, or if you're running an errand, begin to just slow down enough to notice what is going on in your surroundings, especially here in Kansas where we are. We do have a true winter spring, summer, and fall, and we get to see a lot of changes. The other thing that I'd like to suggest is think about this. Every day, get out and breathe in fresh air. Just every day. Just say, I, didn't, I haven't been outside yet today. Go outside and take a deep breath and breathe, breathe in and breathe out. Let's talk about the next one, eating healthy. And now number eight.
is eating healthy. All I have to say is eating, and everybody's already there with me. So Matthew 9 and 10, while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. I want us to keep in mind, just think about where Jesus was when he was here on earth. He probably had a Mediterranean diet, probably lots of fish and maybe um, some legumes. Um, I always see, saw them eating bread if I watched a movie. So Jesus, um, that was, I believe, was his diet. So for us, when we look at medical news today, they talk about some benefits of eating healthy, not just eating, because all of us like to eat. So heart health, reduced cancer risk, better mood. Our gut has better health. Memory and brain health, weight loss, diabetes, bones and teeth. Think about that. And then better sleep. So when you listen to that list, I think about physical health and then I think about emotional health, that eating healthy helps with those things. So here's some things for us to think about and then to put into practice. First thing, I just remember I had a coach one time, a health coach, and she taught me how to listen to my body. And so cut out those things that react poorly. So if you guys could see me right now, I know um, sugar, if I eat sugar or anything that turns to sugar, and I'll talk about this in just a minute as another tip, is that I'm going to pay the price <laughs> because I'm going to be hot, I'm going to be sweating at night. But sometimes I choose to pay the price and say I'm going to sweat, or sometimes I say I'm just not going to do that. If I eat real butter, which is my favorite thing, I'm usually scratching along my cheek, my um, probably my chin line, and sometimes my cheeks. If I eat walnuts, I'm scratching my forehead. So I have to just know when my body is saying I don't like that. So listen to your body. Do you know of anything that really reacts not well? Then maybe that's something we need to cut out or just eat in moderation. Another thing, if you know you're not eating well or you don't like a lot of things, you don't like fruits and vegetables, take a multivitamin. Get a multivitamin so you don't feel so bad about not eating right. Um, and I, the last thing is limiting your sugar intake. It's probably good that I don't like pop. I don't like the carbonation, so I don't have to worry about soft drinks or anything like that. But anything that turns to sugar in the body, such as white rice, or white bread, um, carbohydrates, just limiting that, saying maybe I will only do that twice this week instead of every day. So those are some practical things to begin practicing. Let's dive into number nine. It's probably my favorite, rest and sleep. So Mark 4.38 says, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. Now, y'all, Jesus went and got a pillow, so we ought to as well. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? So Jesus even took time to sleep. So what are some of the benefits of sleeping and rest? And there's a difference between resting and sleeping. So what does it look like for you to rest? Is it sitting down? Is it laying down? Figure that out for yourself, but there is a difference when just taking a break versus going to sleep. Verywellhealth.com says 
Some of the benefits are feeling rested for the day in front of us or experiencing restorative sleep. So you guys, I, I, I love this part about sleep. Everything that we do tonight in regards to sleep, it's for tomorrow. So when we go to sleep tonight, it is for our energy that next day when we wake up. And if you wake up and feel like, man, I'm ready to take on the day, more than likely you have experienced restorative sleep. But if you wake up and you're walking to the bathroom and saying, I cannot wait till I come home today and go back to bed, you probably did not get restorative sleep. Another benefit of rest and sleep is hormone regulation, like for our blood pressure, our sugar levels, the stress hormone that holds cortisol in our bodies. And this is my favorite, y'all ready? Memory consolidation. So just remember this. At night when we lay down, it's almost like we all have a secretary that we don't even have to pay. But we lay down, we fall asleep, and there's papers all over the place on the floor, but there's file cabinets. And this secretary, while you're sleeping, goes and gathers up all the papers, and he or she puts them into order again so you're ready for the next day. So consolidating all that happened in the day and putting that together so you're ready for the next day. So how can I get there? Here's some steps. Sit still. Practice relaxation techniques, such as deep breathing, breathing in, counting to four, breathing out slowly on the count of four. And then we have this thing in therapy where we ask people to identify a calm place. So I'm going to just ask you right now, think about a place, whether it's imagined or real, that brings you great calm. I know y'all want to know mine. It's Tybee Island in Georgia, right off the coast of Savannah. I just sit on the beach, knees pulled up, and look at, out at this vast water, and I'm just there. Your calm place may not be a beach. It may not even involve water. Maybe it's your back porch. Maybe it's your bedroom closet. Maybe it's in your car, just sitting there for 10 minutes after getting home from work. I want you to pick your calm place. Practice being there, seeing how your body feels. The next practical step we could take is getting into a routine and a rhythm around rest and sleep. What time do you go to bed? What time do you wake up? How much sleep do you really need? Do you know when your body is telling you to stop and to rest? But get into a routine and a rhythm, including you guys on weekends. Like sometimes I like to stay up until midnight on the weekend because it's almost like a kid. I don't have to go to school tomorrow. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. My husband says, we got to go to bed. So just trying to stay in a routine and a rhythm so your body gets used to going to bed at a certain time and waking up at a certain time. This one's big, especially if you love your cell phone. But decrease the lighting close to bedtime. Just slowly lower lights or begin to turn lights off in your house. And then 
for me, I don't put my phone close to me at night. So my phone is usually on the charger or in another room. So therefore, I don't have that kind of light going on. Because remember, you guys, light to the brain, going through the eyes to the brain, tells us to wake up. And as it gets dark, it begins to tell us to go to sleep, get tired, rest, relax. Now for the last one, number 10, living his life purpose. That's what I love about Jesus. He just knew why he came <laughs> down from heaven. So John 6, 38 through 39 says, For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. So psychology today says, what is this? What's the benefit of living with purpose? For one thing, I don't know if you knew this, it gives you better heart health and better mental health. It will also, believe it or not, just having purpose gives you better sleep. And then this one is just really paramount, is that, that thing about us wanting to be happy. So it makes us happier, and it also gives us stronger personal relationships. So, Jolynn, what can I do? What steps can I take? What do I need to practice? I want you just to, even just personally, just name what brings you joy. My husband asked me that the other, the other day. He said, Jolynn, what brings you joy? And I had to stop and really kind of think. And then I said, I'm really glad he asked me that because sometimes I think we forget or we wonder what joy feels like in our bodies. So name what brings you joy. The second thing that we can try and we can remember is to dream. Just dream, and it doesn't have to be big, huge, grandiose, but what do you dream for? What do you hope for? Begin to think about that. And then this last question, I know as many of us walk through a pandemic in our lifetime, this is what came at the end of it all. This question, what really matters to me right now in this season of my life. So even just ask yourself that right now, what really matters to you right now in this season of your life? Okay, there you have it. There's the last five. So number six was walking. Number seven was noticing things in nature. Number eight, eating healthy. Nine, rest and sleep. And 10, living out your life purpose. So as we close down parts one and two, some of you may have to go back and listen to part one to get the first five, but remember that practice makes perfect, and we're just trying to develop good habits. So from this last five, which ones do you need to practice? Which one stood out to you? Pick it. On a scale of 0 to 10, with 10 being high desire, what is your current desire, my current desire level for mental health and wellness? Pick your number. And then just to encourage you as you walk through this, as you choose 
what you want to tighten up on, what you want to practice more, I'm telling you again, telling myself again, pick one. I know some overachievers are going to pick like seven, but pick one and just start. And if you mess up or if you forget or take a day off, just start again. So this is Lynn Bright in the house, JLB. Thanks for listening to me, and I just pray that this will be a blessing to all of us. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Studio 2501, conversations about mental health and wellness. Studio 2501 is hosted by Lynn Bright. Lynn is HopeNet's Director of Community Impact, a published author, and has been a licensed clinical therapist for over 20 years. This podcast is owned and operated by HopeNet in Wichita, Kansas. HopeNet is a faith-based nonprofit providing a wide range of mental health and wellness services, including counseling, life coaching, and trainings. For more information on us and how you can help, visit hopenetwichita.org and follow us on social media at HopeNet Wichita.